Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The fear. The fear of missing out. The fear of going out. The fear of flying. The fear of dying. Imposter syndrome. Spiders. Pipes from Ghostwatch. Dolls with buttons for eyes. We're all scared of something. But what are you scared of? Join me, Sarah Morgan, for The Fear, a podcast about the overlap between comedy and horror. The secret lemonade drinker adverts. Geese. That time on Biker Grove when Agma Partling got shot in the face with a paintball. In each episode, I interview funny, interesting people I like, people like Phil Jupiter, Alice Lowe, Richard Osman, Riley Silverman, and Danielle Ward, about their biggest fears in a judgment-free environment. It is spooktacular. The Fear. And remember, do have nightmares because they're an entirely appropriate response to the horrors of modern living. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. I'm Mark Haynes. And I'm Julia Rayside. And over the next four months, we'll be taking you through the highs and lows of Strictly Come Dancing. All the winners. The losers. The huge name stars and the other ones. The inevitable relationship traumas. The gags. The pitiful gags. The awful, awful gags. The wonderful outfits. The complex structure of bets that could leave you better off by one million pounds. And everything that happens both on and off the dance floor. It's the curse of Strictly. Keep listening, subscribing, telling your friends and dancing. Appalling. It's absolutely awful. Hello and welcome to The Curse of Strictly. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, it's a shocker. Oh, it is a, a horrific shocker. Uh, not just like because it's Halloween. It's because it's there's been a disaster. Um, there has been uh, good news, though, and it's good news for this podcast. Uh, because joining us today, while Julia is away on holiday, the comedy writer and the host of the Fear podcast, Sarah Morgan. Sarah, hello and welcome to The Curse of Strictly. Halloween. Halloween. This yes. is why we've got you. Absolutely cast iron gold Bits. Horror puns. Uh, yeah, Julia jumped off a table in rehearsal, I think. She's done a knee in. So I've been busted in last minute. I barely watched the show. I'm just going to be massive amounts of enthusiasm and I hopefully a lady footballer will shout at me in an exciting way to make me better. It was Halloween uh, special last night. Spooktacular. You can uh, say it, Mark. There are so many puns that keep coming in that yeah. you have to sort of say, if we do all the puns, we're going to be here all day. We're going to be here all day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I wanted to bring you in because I don't know anyone who likes likes Halloween more than you. Your podcast is all about celebrating the spooky and the scary with funny people. Absolutely. And I want you to do it today with an unfunny person, <laughs> i.e. me. So we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna have some fun. What did you think of Strictly? You're not a regular viewer. I'm not a regular viewer, but I'm absolutely not anti it in any way. I love the idea of it. I love it as being a kind of background radiation in my life. My, my child is not quite the right age to watch it, and I can't wait until she is, mm. because I know I'll really enjoy it. It's just it's a time management thing. It's just a background thing in my life I like the idea of it and I love that I know sort of about it a bit vaguely like I like that I know it's a show where everyone just has affairs for no reason <laughs> that's like, right like, yeah. like, <laughs> do you remember on Channel 4 they had the jump Yes, the, the skiing, skiing program. And everyone would go on that knowing that you would go on it and like break your knees. You open. would be shattered. You yeah. Would, yeah. And they still just kept going like they couldn't help it. Like they were on an escalator to nowhere. You have to go on the jump. And, and, and that's what I, I like the idea that Strictly is thing. You go on, you're definitely going to break your vows of monogamy. But you, you must still go on. <laughs> you must relentlessly get it. We, I, yeah. we, we've uh, talked about this on one of the other shows. Yeah. And I've, I've never get out, mentioned the person's name. But I uh, know someone who knew someone who went on. Yeah. And they went on specifically because they wanted an end to their marriage but didn't want to have to <laughs> tell their partner. Which which is, uh, and it didn't work for them. Unfortunately, they were they were eliminated too early. <laughs> <laughs> this show, so mm. very Halloweeny, and very I, Halloweeny. I, I actually, well, you say that. <laughs> well, in parts it was Halloweeny. It's, it's yeah. a cure. It's Halloween egg. <laughs> um, they, they, I mean, Alice in Wonderland. What are what are what are we what are we even doing here? Yeah, yeah, I mean, they worked quite hard not to do the default Halloween costume of sexy 
nurse, sexy doctor, sexy <laughs> yeah. l- lupus yeah. specialist. It's or... amazing. You can do sexy Morticia Adams, which I had no idea you could make sexy. <laughs> yes. But there you go. That happened. Very true. This... And the sexy zombie got kicked out. So I mean, the big shock news of this is that, that Catherine Tilsley and mm. Johannes, and we, we are huge, huge fans of Johannes on the mm. show, they were not saved by the judges. In fact, Shirley made the casting vote and mm. kicked out Catherine over Mike Bushel, which... Yes. Now, I, I had my problems with Catherine, mm-hmm. and the main... The main one I had is that they didn't Halloween enough. It's that thing of going, we're going to be a zombie bride mm. and a zombie groom. And the, they weren't. They were just generic background artists in, like, it was very, a Phantom of the Opera movie. Yeah, it was very, like, four o'clock in the afternoon on a Saturday when you realise you're going to go to, like, the Halloween spooktacular down Weatherspoons. And so you start <laughs> going to, like... Camden masquerade and there's nothing left you're like I could be a sexy crayon or I could get some Poundland sort of fake cobwebs and just sort of just stick my tits together oh sorry I swore uh, and shove my boobs together in a corset and that'll sort of do I guess. I, I think the funny thing about that is for me it's a bit like the, the notion of fancy dress for especially young people mm. who are still trying to look sexually exciting. <laughs> and so it's a bit like a moon party in Phuket or whatever, where <laughs> they've, they've sort of gone, I'm in fancy dress. And you go, you've literally just stuck two little diamonds on your forehead. Yeah. That is not fancy dress. No. And they didn't try hard enough. So I did. I do feel like in some way watching that, I was so angry that my anger managed to infect the nation. Yeah. <laughs> and, like a zombie. Uh, and Catherine has gone. <laughs> it is worth saying this is a, a terrible decision. We, we've talked about her mm. on the show a fair bit because she never, ever seemed to be reaching the potential that she looked like mm. from the stills. When you see her in a still dancing, you go, wow, she must be really good. And you see her in the, in the actual dances and mm. she's a little bit soft and like she's not quite got it. Mm. Um, but even so, I, I, think it's, I think it's crazy that they take out someone who had the potential to get exponentially better and keep in Mike, who is continually banging against the ceiling. Annoyingly, he had a good dance this week. Um, I, I know that the, the costume left a lot to be desired, yeah. but we will get to that. Yes. Um, but I, I feel for her. She's also been one of those people who she's been very good in the VTs and she's been really bubbly and warm and she has that I'm so thrilled to be here that seems really genuine Mm. and I don't think she was expecting this to happen but this is becoming a little bit of a strictly of shock exits and uh, not for the best yeah it's a hell of a shocking week for Halloween week it was a bloodbath as well like just (laughs) everyone dropping out left right and centre it was oh so many dramas great one to come in as a newbie I'm like oh my god is it always like this bad horror puns it's basically (laughs) final destination in real life where, where they all just get their legs shattered I mean, the opening, they set in a sort of museum. Well, it was Night of the Museum, famous yeah. horror classic Night of the Museum <laughs> with Ben Stiller. Is it, and Ricky Gervais, I think. Yes, it? I think like, it is. Yeah, it's funny that no one was doing Ricky Gervais in the background. They could have done the dance. <laughs> oh, why didn't that happen? But yeah, it was a bad, weird theme. I mean, I like the Natural History Museum opener. That was good. Yeah. And then, but yes, it was an odd, it was just let's get people in lots of different costumes. Again, they probably ran out of time when they and they had to get a few Smithies yes. Civil War reenactment uniforms, sort of make do that, that opening thing someone wrapped up in toilet paper like a mummy <laughs> I know they, they were, so when they cut back to the studio they have the, the, the almost like the dioramas from the museum the yeah. waxwork dioramas which I don't think exist in this country particularly we, no. it's sort of a 1960s American idea yeah. but the dioramas come to life and, and begin dancing in the same way that they dance every week mm-hmm. um, but yeah you're absolutely right There's, there was a diorama I suppose they were supposed to be Egyptian mummies but yes, they again, were horror. Famously frightening Egyptians. I mean, mummies. Yes, I'll give you. I know that was the bit for me where it was a yeah. bit horror, and then the others are like, "But you're just like a Cleopatra, you're, you're, or, or like Henry V's page boy." <laughs> and and the, having the mummies in it was like, "Oh yeah, that's horror." No, also museums. I found that quite difficult it a, to get my head around. It was around. a high concept that was done. Yeah, I think in a hurry, in a rush, <laughs> but enthusiastically. Yeah, know. and it is worth saying those bits where they take the dancers and the professionals out to do these sorts of bits. Yeah. They are are like the opening five minutes of pornographic films from the 90s where, <laughs> where the acting in and the dress and the costumes yeah. are, it's all so sort of uh, excruciating oh you're right the build because there there's a sort of kind of mm. god bless you just take your clothes off uh, <laughs> there's, a, there's a plumber there's pizza it's fine yeah, yeah. I, mean, I mean funnily enough normally uh, there's 
actually far more sex in Strictly than there is in any pornographic film yeah. you'd see. Um, it's, but not this year, apparently. No? Uh, it was yeah. only when they showed the, like, the museum that I was like, yeah, I sort of haven't really thought of it, but the Natural History Museum, mm. which I've always loved, is basically a museum celebrating animal death. Yeah. <laughs> and where there's just bodies everywhere. Skeletons. There's a, lo- a lot of skeletons everywhere. And that would, if, I mean, if the whale had come to life and done a little dot, <laughs> or if they'd done the Horniman Museum and had the big overstuffed walrus oh, come in. Oh, I'd have liked to I mean, have seen that. That is a niche reference. <laughs> but, there was a bit as well where it seemed like there, there's been, a, I think, a slight attempt this year to strip out some of the, the, the groansome puns that they used to do. Mm. Um, especially, I mean, Tess is not a great deliverer of yeah. comic material. I think that's probably when I was watched it more was, was the Brucey years when mm. there would just be an eggy joke and yeah. no one would laugh. And now it's like one of the one of the girls does an eggy joke and the other one titters. And I think that's women supporting women. It's showing comedy's evolving. It's great. I, I agree. I yeah. mean, the, the, you've worked on countless mm. TV shows. Mm-hmm. You, you will know that if a joke is dying, the best thing you can do is just have someone go, a <laughs> nice one. Yeah, because, supportive. Because yeah. you're telling the audience in a way, this is just the mechanics and it doesn't matter that it fails. Yeah. When they used to do it with Bruce Forsyth, where he'd round on the audience and go, I mean, come on, you're not going to laugh at that, berating them. He'd get cross and everyone would ignore him and it was like a sort of Viking funeral who was slowly pushed out to die <laughs> in, the, in the middle of a lake and a shiny floor. Just, just... <laughs> the, the, they had a case in the, in the museum that just said on it, a case of British fossils. And I thought, well, oh, this is no. this is the joke, isn't it? It's going to be, you know, it'll be Anton or it'll be, you know, it'll be Tess. It'll be fun. No. The They're actual like... X Factor. <laughs> yeah, they, I would love to see Strictly really take pot shots at other shows. I think it'll be really cool. But it, it shows they, they've slightly lost their nerve with this. Let's do a joke. They're now just doing setups and then just going, ah, mm. actually, no, just move on. Well, I think as well, they put the BBC, God bless them. They're so uh, self-flagellating, flagellating, yeah. whatever. They're masochists. And they, I, I love the BBC very much. They're my employers and I love them very much. But they are a bit like an uncle who's into S&M and has forgotten his safe word. <laughs> when they're, they're so terrified that someone's going to write in and go, witchcraft on the BBC. Yeah. On my life. So they, they, they picked a weird Ben Stiller family film to do. And then half the stuff wasn't about the occult, wasn't about witchy stuff. It was like, yeah. no, we're going to just do family. Friendly. What, what's really funny is I think until the, it took a number of years for Strictly to actually sort of go, we do a Halloween special. And they'd had some bits around this where they'd sort of, they'd do a spooky dance. So mm-hmm. it would be like to the Adams Family theme. Mm. And that would be part of just the general show. And these, I think the makeup and the costume people and the dancers mm. who were doing the choreography began going, we like doing these yeah. spooky ones. You get to do a bit more with it and have a bit more fun. And so Strictly then, you know, eventually, it was a slow process, but they had the one-off Halloween special mm. each year. And I really remember the first one because I was thinking, I hope they pull the trigger on this. The BBC, as you say, has been very nervous about Halloween, about celebrating Since it. Since Ghostwatch killed all those people. Since Ghostwatch, yeah. <laughs> it <didn't>. it's, <laughs> yeah. I think it did lead to one death. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, someone, it actually did, yeah. Was so frightened of Mr. Pipes, but the oh, I've got go- I've got goosebumps talking about Ghostwatch. <laughs> that's, they should have that's... switched it on pipes. <laughs> just come on in a curtain. <laughs> really niche references. Sorry. I, 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 Again, not as niche as a Netflix. Today show. I'll be dancing to the song "I Had Emmeridge" by the Enfield Poltergeist. <laughs> Uh, the, uh, you can go and Google. Wicker Man, that would have been good. Someone calling his naked Brett Eklund and bang against a wall, <laughs> that which is great. actually a dancer dressed as a wall. Amazing. And then at the mm. end, you've got Tess being burnt at the stake. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. I do think that the BBC, by doing Strictly as a Halloween thing, they really did push that, along with the supermarkets, the idea that we can have Halloween back. Yeah. Because I think for a lot of people, you forget that 10 years ago, Halloween just... You'd get a couple of rough kids come round, but that was yeah. more to case out your house on the one night of the year where they thought they could get away with it. Yeah, I think I thought we we live in times now. We're, we're, we're like slightly like children in the UK. I think where we need a holiday every five minutes, like a party excuse every five <laughs> minutes. And there was always a lull on the run up to Christmas. Mm. We always we had summer, which was just in itself fun, and then there was a just big big lull. And they were well, what about Halloween and Poundland? You know, yeah. we, we live in times where you can buy any amount of fun plastic crap for a quid and it's all the shops are suddenly filled with chocolate eyeballs and yeah. repackaged, um, <laughs> like, chew-its as, like, spook-its or whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Creepy peepers. <laughs> it's just rebadged chew-its, you fool. Yeah. Uh, so on the one hand, I hate the landfillness of it. On the other hand, I do like that goth Christmas feels a lot more of a big deal than it used to as a Halloween enthusiast. <laughs> 
you got the opening credits. Yeah. All very good outcome. The judges they're all dressed in costumes, which sort I which I like. I don't like a half-assed. Co- I don't like it when they just wear like a black dress or a, yeah. you know with a bit more eye makeup than normal. Uh, yeah, that's true. They, yeah. the, uh, do you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of the background artists in which include Christopher Biggins in the Rocky, Rocky Horror, Horror Show. Picture, yeah. yeah, where you don't quite know what they are. They're just like a bit odd yeah and the oddness is not quite good enough oh if you were like one of the judges you'd be like oh this is the one time of the year where i get the bbc to pay for me to have the best costume Mm. in the world i would be flapping out like a bat on 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 cables i would be over the moon a huge giant (laughs) anatomically correct bat that's all I'd have. And instead, they're just like, I'll put some dark coal. Well, it's, it's, it's again, it's got that feeling of like, a, not really sure if the Halloween party's going to be well attended or not. So yeah. you wear your best black dress and, the, and so you could probably take the makeup off on the tube if you had to. Yes. Yeah. And, and yeah. I mean, nowhere did you see that better. There was a little bit where they cut to the, the, the people who sing the numbers and... I think two of them had makeup. One of them was just sort of like normal, and yeah. the other had a little cheap plastic cape on. And all of them looked like they'd been told, you know, oh no, it's a fancy dress party. And someone's gone, well, I've got a pen. Yeah. So one of them just had a cut on their head, <laughs> like a red slash, yeah. and the other one sort of had a, a black eye. And it did look like they'd just been fighting. <laughs> Any other night of the year, you'd see that. You'd just go, well, that's an image that's never going to go away. Uh, I do like the paddles in the shapes of ghosts. That was nice. That was yeah. a nice touch. Again, that found very felt very Poundland. I imagine they'll probably do those next. Yes, yeah. Yeah. yeah, very Poundland Halloween that was. And as you mentioned, I mean, I mean, there was a bit of a sort of nightmare horror scenario for the production side of it this this week, which was mm. that uh, Will had a knee injury. He actually jumped off a table uh, earlier in the day, and he kept his legs straight. Uh, and hearing Never that, keep your legs straight. Oh, oh just no. hearing that, it made the skin on my back yeah. crawl. Just Talk oh, about, that's the real fear, oh, isn't it? Isn't <laughs> it? Oh, it's surrounded by spooky. Guys. I mean, I wish you'd been in costume because that would have been amazing. <laughs> if you'd been dressed as a skeleton and then just like Absolutely. hit the deck, and there was like a, a new bone yeah, sticking out. Extra bones in this costume. <laughs> um, the, the, the tested a bit, which was really funny as well. Yeah. So the poe facedness of it really made mm. me laugh. Now, strictly come dancing has no rules, and if you basically <laughs> don't like, if you're injured, you just you can. You know, either go mm. well they're out the competition or you go they'll be back next week yeah. and Tess did a little line she went um, under the rules of Strictly Come Dancing at this stage in the competition Will has been given a bye and it's, <laughs> at this stage I mean it's nonsense absolute I, I nonsense I also like the wizardy wording of he's been given a bye like it's really Harry Potter like <laughs> like oh well, well yes of course if there's a term for it yes. if, there's, if, there's, if there's a special he's, wording he's, he's, <laughs> been, he's been given a dancing exiat it sounds like most Moses wrote it. <laughs> oh, well, there's, there's official language involved. And it's a bye, obviously. It's- it was a nightmare for them mm. because another dancer as well, Neil, who dances with Alex Scott, he was also injured uh, earlier on. So uh, in stepped uh, Kevin Clifton, who uh, mm. made the best of his cameo. I really enjoyed seeing how delighted he was to be back. It, it, this is the, the Ghostbusters dance yeah. in the legally dissimilar Ghostbusters costumes. <laughs> Again, someone, I'm not even going to say Smithies, it's not good enough, it's Leg Avenue level of, of <laughs> off-brand. And Ghostbuster costume where it's just like spook blasters. Do, do, do you know you're absolutely right, and that's that's one of the real appeals of, of the yeah. Strictly Come Dancing whole week. Is you just go if you were American, you'd be watching the American version yeah. of Dancing with the Stars, and it would be like a Hollywood production. Yeah. And when you watch the British one, you could probably recreate it pretty much as they've done on screen. Yeah. If you were at home, had ten pounds and forty-five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Just amazing. So, so, yeah, again, some Poundland glitter board that you cut into the shape of a legally dissimilar ghost. <laughs> but I, I mean, I live for, this is just a sidebar, but I live for an off-brand Halloween costume. So it made me really happy. You know, mm. my favourite one, I think, uh, we did this on the fear uh, episode we just recorded with, with uh, Danielle Ward and David Reed. We did a, a quiz, which was guess what the legally dissimilar Halloween Great. costume I'm describing is. My, You know, where, where Prince would be purple pop star or whatever. Yeah. And... Uh, <laughs> My favourite one was, um, well, there's two. One is sexy colour block cube. What's a colour block cube? What do you think that Halloween costume? Sexy colour block cube. Yeah. Oh. It's a sexy Rubik's cube. Oh my god. <laughs> and the other one. How was... is it sexy? Just because it's, it's a woman shape when a woman puts it on. Because a lady on. can lay, a lady can wear it and be sexy. <laughs> that is um, sexy. And uh, and yeah, one-eyed master's helper. One-eyed master's I'll give helper. You a clue. It's a yellow costume. Who's got one eye and is yellow? And helps masters. Oh, it's a minion yeah. trademark copyright. Yeah, yeah. Registered. DreamWorks not letting you near that. One-eyed master helper, yellow card. Anyway, sorry. Oh, that'll be dressed as a one-eyed master helper. That'll Coming on to dance year. to Happy from Pharrell. <laughs> 
let's have a quick look at, at the runners and riders. Mm. Um, we'll plough on through. Mm. Um, as you can, um, I'm sorry as well. This is, I, I don't think I, since I've done an episode of this podcast, I haven't had a cold. It's just okay. going through various Curses different. Greatly. This is, this is, I mean, doctors will study this because <laughs> if I'm alive by the end, it will be a miracle. They'll listen to each of the inflections as we go through, try and work <laughs> out what I've got. Um, the first dance was uh, Emma Barton and Anton Dead do back. They had a funny thing where they put occasionally in the dancers' names, they'd put terrifying, you know, terrifying Tony. What they wanted to do, you can tell there was a production meeting. Again, mm. telly inside the chat here. <laughs> there was clearly a production meeting where they went, do you know what we should do? We should do like Simpsons, Treehouse yeah. of Horror. We'll give them all spooky pun names. And they did that for the credits as well. Oh, right. On yeah. everyone, apart from the exec producers, yeah. who it was still regular. Because, Don't mess around with us. Yeah, you do reach a point where you think, well, we do actually have to remind people of their actual real names. Mm. And they might, so Anton Ant Farm Murder. <laughs> Site or something would be, you know, Anton. <laughs> Alien Ant Farm, Anton. Go, yeah, but that's just a band. It's not a horror. <laughs> okay. I, I panicked. The, uh, the, the Anton of the Opera would yeah. have been good. Oh, hang on. That's really good. Yeah, no, but let's go back. They should absolutely do that. Yeah, yeah if, but, but yes, if you give someone an actual pun name, like, what's your Twitter handle at the moment, Mark? Do you have a horror pun? As do I? No, I haven't done one. Oh, I'm I haven't scared, done one. I'm scare hell Gorgon at the moment. Nice. Yeah. I've been um, dark Pains and um brains, I think, Ooh. over the years. <laughs> I mean, it's a lot of fun, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It is good fun. Um, this this dance was um, the two of them playing a haunted pack of cards, and they said that like that was a horror trope, of course, a haunted pack of cards. I think it might as well have been called someone else is doing Alice in Wonderland, so we can't say what we thought we were doing. <laughs> yes. So instead, we're going to do Helena Bonham Carter. <laughs> yeah, I, I it's absolutely it. King and Queen from. It's absolutely Alice in Wonderland. Isn't yeah, it? and they didn't make anything of that. Do you know what? That's only just suddenly connected <laughs> with me that it is actually a thing and yeah. so I shouldn't have mocked it and no, I apologise because it's not spooky again no. it's, it's not a spooky cards aren't frightening I mean no. t- I thought well is this like they were going to do tarot cards mm. but then they're like that's no, too occult for the BBC that, yeah. well, this is the BBC we, yeah. you know, we don't allow <laughs> Satan into the beam for balance we may acknowledge that, because that's the, that's the problem is that because they're so all about balance if you mention like Satanism or the occult then you don't have to do like let Cliff Richard on to read the Bible for five minutes <laughs> for, again, for balance Jesus is if, good if I was the, if I was the control of the BBC, I would make the point of saying, look, we had about 20 years of Harry Seacombe doing Highway, yeah. and there wasn't anything for the Satanists. So, I think it's, uh, this, this one, will let them have it. Just bring on the Marquis de Sartre. <laughs> yes. Anton, Be- Anton de Beck as Anton LaVey. Anton LaVey, the, the, yeah. the Church of Satan. Yeah. That's, <laughs> That's what you should address dressed as. Well, uh, coming up next is Emma and Anton. And, of course, Anton is dressed as Anton LaVey, the Satanist, and uh, of course, Emma Barton could be um, Jane Mansfield, oh. who was a member of the Church of Satan at the time of her death. And then her head could have come off. Yeah. It would have been great. What a showstopper. That could have come off on a, on a wire. Well, I'm going to do the choreography, we dance, and right at the end I just sever her head with a windscreen. <laughs> Amazing. Ten! Tens across the board. I loved it. I, I, not the only person who'll lose her head over this dance. Uh, <laughs> I thought Emma again, she's just once again not really overly crisp and she should be nailing these sorts of ballroom dancing. This this classic, elegant, this is Anton's big thing through mm. and through. And this one was, I don't know, it just, it just seemed woolly around the edges. It really lacked a sense of attack. And I, I've been saying to Julia again and again, I know Julia hates me saying it, but I think that she is in a dangerous place, Emma Barton. And I think with Catherine Tilsley this week that you see her go, you begin to realise that Emma Barton, really any week the axe could fall on her because I just don't think she's bringing it. Said, I mean, yes, it was the first one. And obviously, that's difficult. But it, yeah. I, it, nothing stuck with me apart from no. getting slightly confused about, was this not Alice in Wonderland? What are, you, what are you doing, love? I like as well that Bruno, when he did his little speech, he just, you know, he's doing his summing up and he said, no, I love history. And I was like, this Bruno is not a history. This is a haunted pack of cards. Yeah. That's not historical. It was just a bit of a sort of flat dance for me. They got five, seven, eight and eight. Mm. I think the eight seemed high and the five seemed low. But I think Emma's in a bit of a dangerous position because I think she's she's not making an impression. And the one thing that this show's at the moment is that anyone can go and mm. I think she was lucky in a way that her dance was so far away from the point where people voted because I think people have forgotten all about it. Oh that's good. Oh, it's actually a safe place to be. You sort of you can hide within 
in that yeah. early mm-hmm. early bit because by the end people have forgotten about you I think she's going to really struggle when they start having her dance in the middle point and mm. she's not bringing it and she'll find herself in that danger zone um, the terms and conditions read by Anna Maxwell Martin that was mad <laughs> wasn't it not at all Halloweeny, but I was really pleased to see that the BBC the previous people who have done it have been Jason Donovan and Tony Hadley and I'm really pleased to see the BBC like Anna Maxwell Martin is as big a star as them I, I, I think that's fantastic yeah bringing I mean, on great actors to actually do these sorts of TNCs yeah and she threw herself into like, it was it was generally oh okay she and, was having and a then, great and time. then you could see there was an audience full of I'm going to say slightly more famous people yeah like immediate Alan, Alan Carr Alan like Carr but two, then she two comes, of the girls from Corrie yeah she came bursting out of a bit of paper she looked suitably <laughs> nervous like she was being respectful of the show which is nice yeah. she was, it meant a lot there were stakes for her yeah and she delivered the thing and it was yeah it was cute and then there was like just say one word and she went uh, Tess and it was like yeah you love this show and this is your favourite thing that's happened to you this week Anna Maxwell Martin um, congratulations and I, I yeah. love that thing of bringing on people who are like Anna Maxwell Martin you'd never think if you were in charge of Strictly Come Dancing let's get Anna Maxwell Martin into mm. the T's, T's and C's but the fact that she's there and again you say more famous people but I love the fact they got her on and she was so excited to do it Yeah, I love seeing genuinely excited people oh, on yeah, telly always. it's so much better than someone sort of being funny or being arch oh. or going here we go I just yeah. I, I, I thought she Over was brill there's enough stuff in the world for you to get on with if you don't like a thing yeah. so like why, why oh, I don't like Strictly it's like, well, don't watch it there's 8 billion options for you it's not the 70s it's not three channels no that's true funny yeah. enough that Anton thing where he had the black lipstick and the sort of like uh, drawn on sort of card thing on his face and they were moving very sort of like jerkily but like really asexually around a room mm. I was thinking that's what people in the 70s imagined that rich people in the 90s would be like <laughs> dancing in ballrooms and being very arch yeah. it seemed very sort of um, uh, just a nice throwback um, not talking of nice throwbacks um, here is Viscountess Emma Weymouth yeah. uh, dancing with Aliash they did a Charleston her best dance for a long time this one she got uh, six from Craig which seemed mm. low but then three eights to take her to 30 and this is the first time I think she's actually shown something different from what she's been doing in all the previous weeks. I liked, I liked it a lot. And also, I, I don't know for certain what the... So the song, A Little Party Never Killed Nobody, yeah. which doesn't sound like a halloween anthem. No. But, I, but except for killed, obviously. That's it. Oh, killed. It literally is a case Ooh. of they, they go songs that say killed, songs that say skull, whatever <laughs> it is, and they'll play them. That's and, it. Um, they sort of did a Cluedo theme to it, which... Uh, oh, uh, again, legally dissimilar Cluedo. I don't think they yes. ever used the word. No, they didn't. Yeah. They, they used uh, please welcome uh, the academic uh, lavender colour. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, he did. Oh, he did spooky. He did. He did speedy aging makeup by by painting his hair and his tattoos. Was white. and I love again that thing about what could be more frightening than aging. They had this sort of like slight sort of Cluedo s, as you say. I mean, it, you know. no one ever used the word Cluedo. Yeah. I did because as soon as I saw them, they, they, uh, Tess said something like they'll be referencing a board game, and then I thought is she going to have to say other murder themed board games are available. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, probably we don't know. Nightmare. <laughs> that was a board game at one point. Yeah, the uh, haunted house from the eighties. Oh, yeah. She has to bring them out, show you, try and remind you. Um, but they they uh, they did a really nice dance. I mean, they, they 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 both seem really nice people. I I have a problem with Emma Weymouth because she shouldn't really be on a show like this solely because she is married to the lineal owner of Longleat. Um, and oh. so when they were saying we need to find a haunted house. They, she said, well, I know a mansion where we could do this. There's loads and... of dead lion ghosts in it. <laughs> Didn't they kill all the lions? Is that right? Was it Longleat they killed all the lions? I don't know. Wasn't that or, the um, house? Noel Edmonds killed an elephant. <laughs> I think it was the same place. I might be getting my uh, my animal murders. For, for the sake of legal, legal, let us make it clear that nowhere has killed anything ever. But if I think there's some truth in it, Sarah, I'll wink at you now. <laughs> So people will never know. She should um, come on dressed as the ghost of a lion. <laughs> but the one that that dentist shot, yes, and then she got sympathy. That would have been good. The, um, it, uh, there was that sense of going, look how fun she is, mm. you know, taking us around her big house, and it's all spooky and everything. But I was just, I was lost looking at it, just going, that is, that has not made me warm to her. Yeah, they did the most haunted night vision yeah. thing. And then she like, turned into a ghost. I was like, the size of the house. Yeah. I just, I just sort of left me a bit cold. I was like, oh, and you're, and you're getting to sort of dance on telly, even though 
that you know no one knew who well, you was, were. There was a scandal this week, wasn't there? I know from reading Michael Hogan's uh, roundup on the Telegraph. Mm. Hi, hoax. Uh, yeah, the, 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 there was a vote rigging scandal. Doesn't sound like a vote rigging scandal. Oh. Apparently, what they said to the people who work for her, the many people who work for her Gosh, at Longleat, yeah, clearing that's up true. Lion Corp. She's got essentially like an Irish family, mm. except they're not her Irish family. They're her employees. Yeah, and they apparently all got told to vote for her, which I think is normal. You wouldn't you just say to your people? You know, I suppose you would. But, I mean, but there was a scandal about it, like they'd been told they must vote for. I suppose if you said it, if you said it to people at Corrie because you were on Corrie, yeah, can you all vote for me? They'd say yeah, but they still have free choice. But when it's employees mm. and they pay your thing, and you say you need to go and vote, it did remind me a little bit of in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, where Veruca Salt's dad makes all the women. <laughs> who work in his peanut factory shell chocolate bars yeah. to find his daughter a golden ticket. They're just a vibe. Yeah. I don't know. Like, yeah. oh, Rufus Salt going, I want to win Strictly. All right, darling, I'll get the staff to vote for you. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever the, you want, princess. There was a thing. I mean, I thought she did a really good dance this week and I don't think she's, yeah. she's been as good as this. She was. I mean, all her dances have been pretty good. And this one just showed a different side to her where she was better at the acting and selling it. I thought she was really good so at that. So much of it is that, selling a dance. I, you know, yeah. I'm not, I don't know a lot about the moves. I can tell when someone's good or not. But, but also... It's it's in the, if their faces, you yeah. can do a lot with it. You can pull off a lot with a face. You can roll a turd in glitter. Absolutely. And, uh, I, I, I completely agree with that. Mm. And there are some people who I think their acting is so good that actually you realise how important it is. You know, I think there's no difference between Catherine Tilsley and Emma Barton in the terms of their ability to dance. Mm. But Emma is better at doing the acting yeah. by a considerable margin. And she is really getting that across. And I thought this was a good one for Emma Weymouth. She... The other thing that was good for her is that Craig really, uh, he was very unfair to her about the dance. He said it was entirely lacking in energy. And she suddenly looked like she was going to burst into tears. I think of all the things you could have said about that dance, you couldn't really say that she didn't try really hard and it wasn't full of energy. It was non-stop. I thought that's going to buy her a bit of public goodwill as well. Oh, I don't think she needs it. I mean, it's only me who really dislikes her. (laughs) I don't dislike her. I dislike the system that allows her to be rewarded for the person she decided to marry who also uh, didn't really earn his own money. In this day and age, I think that's a good enough hill to die on. (laughs) Yes, I agree. Chris and Karen came next. Now, Chris Ramsey, uh, we've talked again and again on this show about how the judges seem to have a vendetta against him, saying he is not good. And you see him and he comes out and he's really decent and they really consistently undermark him. This was the first week where I actually agreed with the judges. I mm. thought he was uh, he, he didn't have a great week. You could did, see his limitations coming through. Yeah, it was a bit orcs, wasn't it? There was a bit of a... When he did some crotch stuff... Yeah, I think if you have to do something, you know, as a performer, people are asked to do things that they're a bit uncomfortable with. You have to just throw yourself into it a million percent. You can't just point your crotch at some judges and then go, I'm really sorry. Yeah, I know, I know. Oh, God, it's my crotch. I'm so sorry. And then back out because it's creepy. I didn't want to do it. It's like getting one ball out. (laughs) (laughs) Can I say that? I also think uh, there's a part of me that Karen must have seen him do that in rehearsal 30 times and just gone, that looks awful and going, yeah, but it's staying in. Don't leave it in. Take it out because it was, as you I mean, say, don't take it out. Right? No, keep it away. <laughs> yeah. Keep it back. He, they were dressed as dead French aristocrats. Uh, yeah. The best sort of aristocrat. <laughs> oh, he was. So... But he was I had no stiff. idea how political this was, Mark. It's like Romaniacs or something. <laughs> he was very stiff. But I thought if he'd have been a proper zombie, you could have incorporated <laughs> his stiffness into yeah. the dance. Oh, God. But instead, yeah. he was being a sexy zombie. And the stiffness wasn't to do with being a zombie, it was to do with being Chris Ramsey, the dancer. And again, they, they did Backstreet's Back, which is not a Halloween song, but there's a spooky video. It's funny, isn't it? It's, it's a Halloween song, and we know it's nothing to do with Halloween, but mm. we all accept, yes, it's a halloween like song. It's Frankie Goes to Hollywood, Power of Love, not a Christmas song, but the video set at Christmas. Yeah. This is, has a Halloween video. Yeah. yeah. There's that, a lot of cultural links that you have to do to make this a spooky if event. You, if yeah. you listened objectively to Backstreet's Back, yeah. you would go, why does everyone think about the living dead when they hear this? Yeah. It doesn't... Ding, 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 ding. I mean, that's it. They come, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, if they come over the hill. What are you talking about, Dad? <laughs> I think this is about like just a band returning. Nope, yeah. nope. About uh, the eternal power of um, a hunger for brains. <laughs> <laughs> um, they got twenty-three, very low marks. Um, mm. I really, really thought that they would end up in the dance-off against um, Mike mm. Bushel, and I thought that probably Chris and Karen would go. Mm. Um, 
Bad news to me. I'm. I'm. Uh, I don't know if I've mentioned it on the podcast before, but I'm very obsessed with Karen. Uh, I like her futuristic hair, and I think she's lovely. If she's listening, um, I, I send my letters to your agent. Um, you can read them at your at your leisure. It's got very close in this booth. <laughs> I feel uncomfortable. <laughs> I, uh, they're all handwritten because um, that's the kind of guy I am. Very thoughtful. Um, number four, <laughs> saffron. And your local WH has run out of green ink, hasn't it? <laughs> I use cat's blood. Um, it's cheap. All of television history is contained in the Box of Delights. I've climbed up Nelson's column once before. These are small. And put it down in front of Backpuss. I'm Julia Rayside. Join me and my guests as we dip into our favourite TV memories. You can't tell me what to do, you ain't my mother! I love when a plan comes together. Come and tell us what yours are too. We've all been told we can't discuss nominations. It's a bit of car air. Shut up with a novel on the top. I think I like you, Lovejoy. Find us on Twitter at Box Delights Pod and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Great big owl. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. AJ Prowling Pritchard and they did a, a jive. Three eights and a nine. She um she she absolutely knocked this out of the park. She's uh, she was dressed as Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Which I, I is is that a thing round uh, again? I mean, it's a. I mean, it's a. It's one of those so many multi layered things where we had the TV version, yeah. the, the, the American TV version with the Clarissa explains it all lady, yeah. and that was great. Yep. Then Netflix rebooted it very recently, right. and and it's like the kind of sexy teenage reboot where there's boobs and swears, gotcha. but also a talking cat. <laughs> um, I, I don't even think there's a talking cat in it. Uh, Satan's in it, I think. Anyway, so she's dressed as the. She's not dressed as the as the Netflix. Netflix one, which is the one that the kids are going to know. She's dressed as the cartoon character. Right. I don't know what he's meant to be. He well, looks like a puppet. It, it's like he, he <laughs> had that thing of going, I will be dressed up, but I'm going to dress up as how I was dressed two years ago. Yeah. And that's enough. I, I'm a murderer because they look like anyone. Handsome men are the very worst at fancy dress because they cannot be bothered and nobody then says, well, you can't come in. <laughs> they just, yeah. you know, so he's dressed as some other man. Yeah. Basically. Look, I've got a plaid shirt. I'm Dave Gorman. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> it's not enough. <laughs> but they came out and they, they're young people. They have a lot of energy. They did have they, a lot um, of energy. <laughs> they, they hoofed through that. They, they mm. really have improved in the last couple of weeks. They've, they've mm. found a, a sort of a, a bit that they're very good at, which is just going hell for leather. Oddly, she seems almost to be getting taller. <laughs> and I was looking at this thinking, well, it's like she's become so good at dancing that she's growing. And I realise what it is now. It's that she's so good at dancing She's done it enough times that they can actually increase the height of her heel. Yeah. So she's able to move in those heels. I mean, how people walk in them, I don't, as, I don't as, know. As the a, idea of doing that in them. As a tall, with large feet and a very high centre of gravity, I am terrible in heels. So uh-huh. I spend a lot of time watching footwear on Strictly because I think... They can move in those shoes. Uh, I must be able to. I'm going to go down a dance shop and get myself some like size eight. Look, I look at those yeah. shoes and I looked at the ones she had on just because I was like, oh, that's the height thing. Mm. And I mean, I, I've put on high heels over the years mm-hmm. when you do that thing of going, what's it like? And every single time I've gone, well, I almost broke my ankle within two seconds. Uh, oh, the secret to wearing high heels. Eddie Izzard once pointed out the secret to sword swallowing, which mm. is you just learn to swallow a sword. There isn't a trick to it. You just <laughs> yeah. keep sticking swords in your neck and hope you don't die. Yeah. And that's the secret to heels. They really hurt. That's yeah. it. They yeah. just hurt. Yeah. You'll get you'll get used to the pain. 
but they don't. It is there mad, isn't like a isn't mad it? secret. It is where, mad. Like, it, it's sort of mad that we get rid of high heels. Let's get well, rid of them. We don't the, need them anymore. It's the most, unless you want them, in which case you can have yeah, them. Yeah, if you like it. Some people, low centre of gravity, don't find them a problem. I'm fully on board with that. But there's, it's the most famous quote about dancing, isn't it? Uh, Ginger Rogers did mm. everything that Fred Astaire did, but backwards and in high heels. Yeah, amazing. It's, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's like all feminism. I was, yeah, it really <laughs> yeah. is. It's, yeah. it's like going, here's a dance to learn, but you have to do it on these two masonry nails. Yeah. Right, oh, that, that's harder. Yeah, much harder, much harder. <laughs> yeah. yeah, almost impossible. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and talking of almost impossible, the idea that Mike Bushell is still in this competition <laughs> after years. Now, when he needs to, he turns in a performance that saves him. There's been two times when I was absolutely, this is his week, he can't go any further. And then he turns in a dance that you go, he's done it again. He's done it again. Um, what was it, though? It was Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. So I don't know who he was. I don't watch BBC News. I didn't know, and, and I, I'm definitely at the stage with Strictly where I'm guessing who what the celebrity yeah, is. Sure. I didn't know who the Marquis de Posh Lady was, and I don't know who, if someone says they're from CBBC, I don't, yeah. you know, I have to it's, guess. Actually, it's uh, Are they a YouTuber? And, and I don't know. You yeah. know they're soap actors, but you sort of go, I wouldn't know what soap yeah. that is. So you with know. him, I missed entirely what he was. <laughs> so I'm like, is he a football manager? Is he, I'm sure, maybe he's another comedian, but they've got one already. And he's, he looks very worried. It was quite fun speculating. <laughs> like, who is he? He's not an actor because he's not. He really looks frightened. No, they showed him in, in, in a bit of the opening video where where they showed him in a kitchen. It's his kitchen. Yeah. It's the biggest kitchen I've ever seen in my life. Uh, and he is quite small. They pay men very well at the beach. Well, they do. They, <laughs> they do. do. You know, look, he's small, and so the kitchen was even bigger. And this got me thinking: small man, big kitchen. <laughs> oh, you know what they say about small men, eh? Huge kitchens, massive, massive kitchen. really big, really. Well stocked, wow. but the um, the thing I noticed about it is I thought, why is it that small people don't get charged more for stuff? Because proportionally, <laughs> right, they're getting more. You should be paying more. I'm so just going to stare at you till you finish this tangent because I'm really interested. What I'm saying is this country will never Tax be great the small. again. Yeah, but, but isn't, isn't <laughs> until the, the small are made to pay yeah. their small way? Isn't the deal that all celebrities are much smaller than you think in real life? Mm. As, as again, we've worked on television programs. When you when you meet famous people, they're always much smaller than you yeah. think Mike, because Mike, they look beautiful on camera. Mike Bushell yeah. is is about the size of a pineapple. You <laughs> <laughs> can fit in your eye. He sleeps in an acorn. <laughs> Uh, they dance to Gwen Stefani's What You Waiting For? And every what? time I hear What You Waiting For by Gwen Stefani, I think to myself, yes, we don't talk enough about how this is one of the great songs of all time. I Yeah, no, there's a reason it. for that. I love it. I always hear it and I go, this is oddly one of those songs from someone who didn't have a career, I think, where you'd go, I can name five of their songs. But I think you hear that one and you go, that takes you straight back to 2005. I don't know what else was in the charts at that time. That song has weirdly stood the test of time. I will I will no and you. <laughs> the whole, it was just mad though, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. like She was Alice in Wonderland, he was a rabbit. Yep. They did some good TikTok arm stuff. That was yep. fun. Yeah, that, that was good. That felt like kind of local panto. Ooh. It did. He is absolutely what you imagine if you went to a local panto you would see him doing exactly that yeah like the the lord mayor's assistant oh he's yeah. good isn't he or, or, but Ooh. i think or headmaster yeah i think yeah. afterwards you would you'd be sort of going was it all right you go no nah, it's crap but i mean you know a bit of fun yeah and it's that's what he is and he's it's crap but a bit of fun crap but a bit of fun i was watching the the actual dance itself and mm. i thought oddly if this was a video by an avant-garde artist <laughs> Where he dressed as a nervous-looking rabbit, and he was dancing with a Siberian woman who dressed as Alice in Wonderland, and they were doing a dance that no one was enjoying. I would go, "Oh, I love that. That was, was really funny." What was that video with the with the sad bee um, from the nineties? Oh God, I want to say Mud Honey. No, it was Smashing Pumpkins. Smashing Pumpkins, uh-huh. I think it was. And, it was. and the whole video was just a sad girl dressed as a bee. Oh yeah. And then yes. at the end of the video, there's loads of people dressed like bees, and she's found her tribe, and she's not lonely anymore. I think anymore. you might be right. So there was a touch of that. Yeah, you're right. It would be- <laughs> If you, if you fed it through like a kind of like a VHS grainy filter, it's like it was found footage. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. If a man looking back over his life and remembering all the things that had gone terribly, <laughs> embarrassingly, excruciatingly wrong. Um, Shirley said to him at the end, she went, wonderful. She said, now you had no gimmicks. Look, Shirley, he's, he, he's dressed as a rabbit with a clock painted on his face. That is a gimmick. It's funny, when you were saying you didn't know sort of what he did, mm. I think afterwards when he did his interview, he talked in a weird house style of BBC Breakfast uh. where they got up and they sort of went, oh, so how was that? And he was like, well, yeah, no, it was um, very enjoyable. And we really got out there and we had a, a great time, actually. And it's a really odd thing where I was sort of going, they talk in their own way on breakfast. I could really uh. sort of pinpoint that. That sounded breakfast very voice. much, yeah, that Nagamanchetti, Dan, 
Dan Walker, mm. sort of, oh, yeah, very good, yeah, no, very nice to see you. And uh, he Neutral, was doing remain that. neutral, do not have an opinion. <laughs> Go, well, my God, did I just have an opinion? Oh, I'm so sorry. It was love. Everything's lovely here. <laughs> Uh, next dance was uh, Karim and Amy. They did a passo to uh, a theme of, of Stranger Things. Um, yeah. They did a little parody video and a setup oh, of what God, Stranger Things were. Yeah. I mean, it, thank God that Netflix made Stranger Things and not the BBC, if that was a bit of a, a promo well, of how I, it would have looked. I felt very, very uncomfortable that the BBC, who I love, mm. were talking about a Netflix programme. It just made me feel really sad. And it had that, uh, you know, when you see a seagull eating a chicken bone... <laughs> <laughs> and you're just like, there's some cannibalism going on here. It just, yeah. I know it's, I know they need to eat, but it's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how I felt watching some people go, it tell you what Stranger Things is because the, I guarantee the Strictly audience. And again, we've worked on light end shows where you have to pitch ideas all the time. And I know there's a producer sitting there somewhere going like, no one watches Stranger Things. Yeah. And someone else goes, eight billion people watch Stranger it Things. It will have been the younger members of the yeah. team will have said, a Stranger Things would be great. Look, it's huge. It's been this thing. And they will have had to convince that producer by showing them things like fans dressed as the Stranger Things. Yeah. Because they will they will go, oh, no one's heard of this. This <laughs> what stra- is- strange thing. What is Gaza? What is Stranger Things? <laughs> yeah. And Netflix, yeah, and a flick on the net. You know what, though, I think they're right. They felt they had to work so hard to explain what Stranger Things was, and then they only did sort of series one. Yeah, and yeah, I don't think there's a crossover. But, but the other thing, of course, is like Stranger Things is a little bit of a mishmash of all the eighties oh, tropes. Don't of... get me started. <laughs> but that, that's all you needed. If you'd have watched that, you'd have gone, "Oh yeah, it's one of those. It's a bit like one of those films I can recognise." I mm. thought, I thought this was the best dance in the show. I have no idea why the judges did a oh it's too fast uh, they've been saying this for weeks but mm. I still think that what they did you know the room just exploded it he's was, a great dancer he is and a I don't great know, dancer I mean I know he's on CBB, mm. CBC and he's yeah he's just got moves yeah if you saw has. him in a club just having having fun to a bit of Beyonce or something you'd be like yeah he's a legend I like him yeah um, they've got but, a slight yeah. thing of saying you do everything too fast so we've never mm. seen you do it slow but the problem is if you do it fast and you can do it then you can't sort of go mm, it's not what I want to see, I wanted to see something slightly different. That's not up to you. They've decided to do it fast, and they did it to um, a small town boy. But I know, I know, I, a song about homophobia. No, and running away from a small town because you can't deal with the homophobia anymore. Small town boy is one of my favourite oh. songs of all time. Everyone can relate. Everyone yeah. who grew up in a small town Huge. loves small town boy. Huge. It's the Let It Go from Frozen of songs about homophobia <laughs> from the eighties. Isn't Electronica. it? I mean, the singers when they come in and they go, "What are the songs for this week?" Yeah. And they go, um, yeah, nothing, nothing. Uh, you're going to be doing a Jimmy Somerville one, and you must go, oh <laughs> run God, away, no! Run away, run away, How run can away. you do it? But they actually, I mean, in fairness, it sounded really good. It looked amazing. Do you know I what? It did good, and 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 the running theme of the song yeah. was perfect for their high energy. Yeah, yeah, entirely. Uh, and and you know, it worked well with the with the Stranger Things. That bit of running on your bikes that seems to be an iconic sort of image that I get when I think of Stranger Things. I, I thought it was I thought it was really like strange, well done. I'm going to sidebar on Stranger Things, but it, to me it's just like being stuck in a pub with someone remembering the 80s very loudly <laughs> in your face. Do you remember Spielberg? Remember Jaws? Do you remember E.T.? Do you remember The Thing? Yes, I do. Well, stop shouting at me. I can just remember them in my own time, thanks very the much. The other thing I actually really loved about this dance was mm. the fact that they were wearing normal clothes. Yeah. And too often in Strictly, they're very much like, we have to wear a costume to do a dance. We're yeah. a bullfighter, we're a matador. Even normal dancing clothes yeah. of sort of suits and ridiculous dresses that actually, in any other context, if you turned up wearing a ballroom dress to a lot of things, people would just go, have you lost your mind? The thing I really liked about that was it's dance in normal clothes. Mm-hmm. And it's that thing of saying you don't need to have a load of, you know, you don't have to have a fancy dress to do this. You can just dance. Mm. And it's a rare thing on Strictly where you just get that thing where the artifice falls and you go, oh, yes, this reminds me that things like contemporary dance are not what you do here. But mm. contemporary dance is really good and I'd probably enjoy it a lot more. Mm. That was just a nice sort of hint that you don't need for it to feel like it's got a foot in the, in the late 60s, early 70s mm. for it to, to work on screen. I thought it was... Um, I love this dance. I think if you're cho- choosing between, uh, you know, Small Town Boy and like Monster Mash, yeah. go for Small Town Boy because that's fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah entirely. Yeah, they, they got 29, three sevens and an eight, which I thought was uh, undermarked. Um, Catherine and Johannes were next uh, doing their cha-cha. Uh, again, you know this. This we, we've talked about them going out, which I think is is a terrible shocker. But um, I think like like their makeup, they just were not fully invested 
within the dancing. I think they cruised a little bit. I think Johannes was working hard, but Catherine Tilsley just seemed to sort of cruise through. I'm literally trying to remember it now. Isn't that terrible? It was, do you know what? It was what instantly forgettable. They were wear, he was wearing a, uh, a dark sort of velvety jacket and he had dark <laughs> eyes and she was just wearing a sort of like burnt umber dress which was in tatters but didn't look like it was rotten right. it just looked like that Fresh was a out style the bag from smithies yeah. Yeah, yeah i mean i notice i look at my notes and they got two sixes a five and a seven and i look at my notes there and i haven't written one thing about the dance i've mm. written about the costumes yeah. i've sort of gone it's a bit half-arsed it was completely forgettable you know people think it has to be bad for you to go out mm. and actually bad can get you sympathy yeah half-arsed just mm. nothingness just vapor that's the thing that is is really what a fabulous showbiz metaphor that is. <laughs> it explains a lot of careers. Um, then we had uh, Michelle Visage <laughs> and Giovanni doing a foxtrot. Sometimes Strictly is seen as being a very silly show. It's cheesy. It's you know light entertainment at its lightest. And then other moments, you get those bits where you go. That is as good a moment as you see on mainstream TV. Any time. So, so I am a huge fan of myself, Michelle Visage. Mm. I'm, I've been watching Drag Race long before anyone listening to this, <laughs> with the exception of the people who work on the show. Mm. Uh, I'm a mass. I've been watching Drag Race for a million years, and she's uh, just an amazing human being. And do you know what? This is a really good example of why there should be more grown-ups on telly. A hundred percent. She is amazing. She's so inspirational. She's a force of nature. She's so good at telly because yeah. she's been doing it for a thousand years in America in, 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 in this reality show that got started off very small, got bigger, 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 bigger. And she, like, she's literally, even in the backstage chat, she's directing tech. Like, she's yeah. sort of going, like, nice chat, guys, and moving people around, getting their best light. The bit that killed me was when they went to the cinema to watch a bit of Adam's Family Value. Yep. And she's explaining why... Um, uh, Angelica Houston's key light on her face through the whole thing. You're like, yeah, that is an observation that the world needs to know she, about. She said She's one line drag about that. To the people. She, yeah. said, she, she, she said, oh, you know, we're going to see my favourite film, Adam's Family Values. Yeah. And when you say that, you kind of go, everyone says, whatever they do that week, we're going to see my favourite. We're going to yeah. eat my favourite meal, whatever it is. It's always that. <laughs> yeah. And she then, Michelle Visage, you know, when Tisha Adams appears on the screen, mm. she just leans over to Giovanni and she just said, she's a dark goddess. <laughs> and you sort of go, Oh God, this is your favourite film yeah. because you you understand that on a level that you go, wow, I'll never forget that phrase. That's mm. exactly what and uh, no one will ever watch that, Adams is. Yeah, no one will ever watch that film now if they didn't know already that there is a key light permanently pointing <laughs> yes. at Angelica Houston's eyes, which is why she looks as amazing as she does. Yeah, and Michelle Visage knows that because she's been working with drag queens for a thousand years. I mean, if you, you ever you, need proof that women can be drag, Michelle Visage is a drag queen. Every like, single thing yeah. she says is good. None yeah. of it is filler. None of yeah. it is padding. And she's so sort of laser focused. She's also one of the only people who doesn't do those silly backstage things mm. where she's going, well, you know, uh, oh, I'm a ghost. Instead, she'll go, I really want to win. I really she, want to do hard. She makes a really cool choice as well, and it's so smart. When she's doing her behind-the-scenes bits, she's got no makeup on. Yeah. But she does, like, she's obviously got loads of makeup on and she's got lip gloss on, but she looks sort of sweaty and off-duty and, yeah. and, and, oh, this is the real me. And then you see her dancing and she's got this amazing pan stick on. The other girls are always putting on loads of makeup and stuff. She knows that what you want is that transformation moment. Yes, so she's entirely. got straggly hair. Again, it's so drag. It's perfect, and she's and she's such an inspiration. And I, I, yeah, oh my god, it was weird watching that dance. I was, I, you'll please explain to me now, Mark, mm. because you know the show. Mm. Why did they not do a tango when Morticia and Gomez are famous for their tango? Well, that's that's the, the problem. There is the production team will tell you what dance you have okay. to do, and you have them all in orders. And has she da- tangoed before? Yes, I think she tangoed very very early, early uh, okay, on. Okay, that's so, a shame because it was, but it was an amazing dance. But it was it was done like a, it looked like a tango, but yeah. it was not a tango. With her yeah. Her little feet just like scuttling away. In the I, I think of the body. big thing they have is they didn't know how good she was going to be, right. and so I think there are. Uh, had you backtracked it, mm. you would have given her the tango that night. It, it didn't matter for her in no. a way. It was a foxtrot. Giovanni had adapted it in such a way mm. that they were dancing a foxtrot that looked very much like a tango mm. while still retaining all of the features of a foxtrot. Yeah, it was technical. It was, yeah. it was technical. It was like the Olympics where there's like, you're sort of sitting there going, like, oh, they've ticked that box and ticked that box. And they're joined at the crotch, like Velcro yeah. together like a tango. The, very sexy. They did something that not a lot of the other yeah. couples could do, which is they can retain that sort of sexuality at the heart of mm. the Adams family. 
they are one of the the few couples who have a simmering sexuality that That's they can like, bring to like, their dance. Yeah, it's again it's going back to the thing of they're being grown ups on the thing. Like she's a woman in her fifties. I don't mm. know anything about this guy. They clearly have worked incredibly hard together. Have a yeah. massive amount of respect and liking for each other. If you told me they were, I was going to say a rude word. If you told me they were <laughs> cuddling off camera, I'd be delighted for them. Yeah, but I also know they're probably just actors who would do people yeah. professionals who were doing their very best job. And I love there was a really good bit actually when. Um, Claudia uh, was watching the two of them like like again Velcro to the crotch jumping up and down screaming in heaven because of their amazing scores yeah. and she just goes um, tell Michelle what do you think your husband's doing right now <laughs> and Michelle just went weeping his eyes out <laughs> and you're like yeah she's fine there is no dramas my like, absolute she's 51 mi- years old woman no dramas my yeah. favourite Miss Visage this week which was so good was uh, a test just said to her she came over yeah. finishing her thing she went well last week you got your lowest score and Michelle Vizard just went good chat <laughs> now the judges went mad for it they mm. should have done everything was right this is um she got a 39 a nine and three tens mm. and uh she is really early on I think you know we were saying she could be the dark horse in this competition mm. I think she's becoming not really a dark horse anymore I think yeah. she's guaranteed to make the final I think she could easily win this I think she's uh she's she's doing an astonishingly good job Absolutely. No, if you, again, if you watch Drag Race, her whole thing is that she critiques drag queens to make them better. So it's performance, it's it's aesthetic, it's uh, attitude, it's yeah. confidence, it's faking confidence when you don't have it. It's making dollars worth of clothes look like a million bucks because of how you carry yourself. And all of that is there. Because mm. Strictly is so camp. It is. And it's so, you know, I mean, it all is. of the and aesthetics I- of that are there. There's a lot of crossover, really, between mm. the last that dance that we saw mm. and Kelvin and Oti, who came mm. next. And they did get to do a tango. They got uh, four nines, 36 marks. And basically, there was a point where Kelvin had actually made a mistake with his footwork. And that was the <gasps> thing that cost them. Yeah. So I think, I think they could have easily got the 40. Mm. But this made it exciting. And I was really pleased that Michelle Visage, you know, didn't have that crown taken away from her within moments. Yeah. They danced to Billie Eilish um, doing Bad Guy. A cool young person I've heard of. I know, I'm so happy. Was when it like, comes on, I, all I do yeah. is I sit there and say to everyone, do you know what this song is? Do you know what yeah, this song yeah. is? Um, My six-year-old really likes Billie Eilish. That's I, why I know Billie Eilish. I am, I am delighted She's to see so this yeah. enter the horror song pantheon this yes, early. You know, yes. All of her stuff is a bit bonesy yeah. and a bit sort of Bury a friend. Bury yeah. a friend. <laughs> but yeah, this is, uh, this is such a great one. Yeah, yeah and, and they were fantastic. Now, mm. there was a lovely bit where they had Kelvin um, just with the camera where Tess does a sort of, in a moment, Kelvin's going to be dancing, get something to, I can't even remember the joke was but yeah. I imagine it was get your teeth into and they had him made up like a vampire yeah. like a sexy vampire mm. and at the last minute someone had gone we need to get him fangs so can you go to the news agent and get a 15p <laughs> yeah. pair of kids fangs uh, he, uh. he could have come in with some like foam teeth <laughs> <laughs> that we, was a... we, we couldn't get you any foam teeth but we have got you like a prawn <laughs> like a shrimp can you hold that <laughs> can you just do two refreshers <laughs> under your gum it looks strange it's yeah, not vampire it yeah I mean, this was really good. And mm. there's there's a bit in, in it that I loved so much. But there was a part where Oti held Kelvin by the leg mm. and he just sort of floated forward. And I'm a huge fan of them using, I think, those traditionally the moves that you would mm. make a female dancer yeah. do. I love seeing the role reversals. Mm. We were very, very keen on Alex Scott stopping trying to be flirty girly, yeah. which is what they do with everyone. And we wanted her to be put in a suit and mm. stick her dance partner in a mm. cocktail dress yeah. and just... Let her lead. She's a sportswoman. She, yeah. she seems to be happier in pole position, mm. being the master of well, her own destiny. Well, when we get onto her, my God, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. And I, I think, you know, what you could see with this Kelvin one is you have a, you know, he's it's great watching. O.T. Mabuse is, is one of the real breakout stars of this mm. year's series. And what they're showing there is they're showing a young woman who is entirely in charge. And mm. when they show her in the training things, they never hold back from going, she is a relentless improver of people. She is yeah. fierce and she is strong and she is, you know, hard. She's just become, I think, the most famous dancer on the thing. And she's okay. done that by a combination of being delightful and whenever they show her mm. she is so serious and everyone is terrified of her because she's such a sort of like strong you've got to get better you've got to mm. do harder that I think she's actually made herself 
like a really viable celebrity. Yeah. And I think well, this is my it's big great question. to see. What's going to happen when someone gets famous enough to be a guest? In- <laughs> I guess you can't, I guess you wouldn't be bad enough at dancing. But no. like, that occurred to me this morning and I was like, oh no, is it a Mobius loop where you get famous enough on Strictly to be, and you could, oh my God. No, you wouldn't be allowed, would you? No. But they should eventually do one where they're there all the dancers. Do you know what? Yeah. There is very much a thing about what's happened to the old dancers. Mm. There is a sense of, I think when they go, they really go. And they don't like dancers getting above their station. Right. They, uh, they, they shoot are... them in the head <laughs> as, they, as they leave. There was a very... Yes, sorry, now you've, you've reminded me of that, that move, as you say, when uh, she picked his leg up. Yeah. And he is clearly... The thing that was really sexy about it for me is that he, that's that's what you can do when you've got a strong core. He clearly does a bit of yoga, a bit of Pilates, yeah. like girls' exercises that actually make you really strong and bendy. And I yeah. loved that. I was like... Mm. I, 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 did, I did write down on it. Gender queer strictly. <laughs> <laughs> I did write down on it. In it genuinely sex yeah. that was uh, <laughs> yeah. the, the one thing that is funny mm. about the sexual element of kelvin is mm. he does not react well when they begin frothing him over in, in the Again, in the judging tell me why he's famous he is a uh, an actor on emmerdale okay fine yeah uh, he was also brought in as a last minute replacement for an injured jamie lang Ooh. from uh, chelsea right. which i thought would be a disaster uh, you know bringing in this unknown soap actor mm. he turns out to be the best dancer in the world jamie lang has very much disappeared from the uh, uh, audience now right. since this monster dynamo okay. has replaced him bruno was sort of you know, he was going, oh, he's bad, he's bad, but so good. Yeah, yeah. And Shirley will fan herself, like, you know, she's properly going through yeah. the change just at the <laughs> sight of him. And he just sits there looking a bit, a bit like, you know, when you see those those awful dramas about sort of, you know, rural boarding schools mm. where there's a teacher who's a wrong and you cut back to the 11-year-old boy sort of looking nervous as the door shuts. Yeah. Kelvin has oh the look God. of the 11-year-old boy every time they start up just going... Ugh, a young Patrick ugh. Melrose is what you're saying. Oh, my God. It's got really dark. Yeah. He looks, every, every time it's sad, when it's over, I always sit there and say, please just say to him, you did very well, Kelvin. And he'll go, yeah. oh, I've done very well. Yeah, but please stop they sexualizing go, me. Oh, what are you doing to us? Yeah. He goes, oh, crikey. Oh, not a dry seat in the house, Kelvin. <laughs> I was yeah, only yeah, doing yeah. me dance. Yeah. I didn't mean to cause any problems. <laughs> yeah. It is. Um, Motsi also still calls him Kevin throughout the whole Great. thing. She says, Kevin, you dance so well. Now, her sister is dancing with Kelvin. And I can't believe that she hasn't come forward and said, you've got to get his yeah. name right. It's Kelvin, not Kevin. Yeah. And then finally, where we have our final dance, Alex Scott uh, and Kevin Clifton. And mm. Kevin Clifton was replacing uh, Neil I mean, Jones, who such, had injured himself. This was such drama. I loved it. <laughs> I was so into this. Like a- a- Another tearjerker video for Alex. They're trying very hard mm-hmm. to salvage Alex, having had her start off very, very anonymously and, right. and really underperforming. Mm. She was the bookie's favourite when this, oh, before, before it yeah. started. They have now started doing slight tearjerker X Factor videos mm. with her, where she will talk about her, her youth, um, brought up by a, a single mum on her own mm. in the East End of London. I think um, I recognise that football pitch they were filming. I think it's the I think I yeah. lived near there. Yeah, yeah and yeah. They, they showed her, sh- her charity work yeah. and getting an MBE and stuff, and there's lots and lots of mm. tears. They had then the injury to Neil and they had 45 minutes for Kevin Clifton to step in and that is like a horrible dream. If you ever dream yeah. about being on Strictly Come Dancing and, mm-hmm. it, and it turns in your head, it would be them going, your dance partner's not turned up, but you're going to have to go on. We're going live on BBC One in 45 minutes in front of the nation and, and you're dressed as a Ghostbuster and going, but where's the other one? Yeah. Where's the man? I the wanted man the man. The man who's been the other week, the my who, friend. He's done the teaching. Oh my, that just seems to me like a panic dream beyond belief. It was beautiful. I think I think there are certain people in life who respond so well to unexpected to to step having to step up for other people, which is what she did. As soon as she realised she had to teach him the dance, yeah. you could see the steel core in her where she's like, oh, she's probably a bit nervous. She's probably the very nervous. Has become yeah, the master exactly. But I think some people really are good at that. Like if you if they're a bit nervous and then someone else is more nervous, they sort of shed that skin of nervous because they suddenly start caring about other people more than they care about themselves. Yeah. Um, and, and that was so cool the way and again probably wouldn't have worked if she'd been wearing a little tiny spangly ball gown and no. been doing a little kind of cutie you know, because she's in a boiler suit a sexy <laughs> boiler suit she's in a boiler suit with a proton pack and nerd glasses and bunchies and she looks stupid and brilliant yeah and then so she's you you literally see her like l- dragging him around like a and and he's good he's yeah. good and they're so needy for each other their eyes locked the whole time mouthing things at each other the urgency of it was so cool wasn't it yeah. wasn't it it yeah. was just it was it was 
a, a really great moment for her. I, mm. I thought this as a dance was was okay. She was doing it was, it was as very much busy. as she could. It and, was very busy. Lying yeah. on the floor, doing little runs. Yeah, like, it the, was all the lying stuff, on yeah. the floor thing, yeah. I'm not sure is a thing I'd like to see more of. I think it's a, a little bit of a, a cheesy gimmick and I think it And the judges bad. can't see it. Yeah, no. the judges don't know what's you going on. You can't see on. it in yeah. the room. You'd just be like, are they, are they okay? Are <laughs> just they... laying down for a week or It was amazing and they both had an aneurysm at the same time. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, she, she obviously did really well. Mm. They overmarked this because they were like... We've got out of a scrape. It was a seven and three nines. But it was good fun. I thought she looked iconically great. She looked brilliant in in her off-brand, legally dissimilar spook <laughs> yeah. blasters. She, she said, "She said, oh, I've never dressed up for Halloween. And I thought, I don't think it stops there. I don't think you've probably heard of Ghostbusters until quite recently. Yeah. She's a sportswoman. They have no interest in, in modern life and culture. I think it deserved the point <coughs> for just being a great bit of telly, which is what this show is. It was just... Entirely, it was, yeah. It was Phoenix from the Ashes. It was it was really cool. And, and, yeah, and as, as such, there's no point the judges coming in and going, do you know what? It was okay. We'll give you a six. Don't ruin the moment. Just yeah. go nine. Great fun. Yeah. They did a little bit as well where they did the little known cousin of the high five, which was where they <laughs> high fived each other's ankles. I don't know if you oh, saw I that. Love that. They went yeah. high five and then they went and now high five your ankle. Um, I loved that. The move. bit that gave me pure anxiety and then paid off so I was fine. It was like a roller coaster was when they were both holding their proton packs and they, but without looking, had to put it back in their holster behind <laughs> yes. them between their shoulder blades and they did it seamlessly and I was like, oh. <laughs> it did. Because of the <laughs> costumes being knockoff and because yeah. of it being a little bit wild and a little bit sort of... It did feel like the end of a indie film about a girl yes. putting on a thing for a a prom where yeah. she went as a Ghostbuster. And everyone and else was in a cocktail dress and she exactly. felt sad and, and they actually saved the day. It was very, very me and Michelle. Oh, my God, it was very me and Michelle. Yeah, and then <laughs> out comes Kevin Clifton and he's also got a knockoff Ghostbuster <laughs> thing on and he strides over and she just goes, just follow my lead. Yeah. And it was magic. You, yes, it's... Just, it's, it's every dance form or every when they just like they look to the band behind them and just go you guys just follow me you're all on C now and they all magically yeah. know how to do the thing yeah I thought it was I, I thought she I, but I also I just you know she obviously mm. oddly that as, as you say the mm. pressure mm. seemed to you know like how diamonds are formed under pressure oh yeah you know she but was that's totally like if you're like an actual that. lioness and you're you're suddenly being t- you're so used to working in a team and just like reading people's minds and stuff like yeah. that 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 kind of being suddenly being told everything you prepared for you've turned up to school with no pants on it's that dream yeah I, I can you can see how that would make her stronger and harder it would have been great if yeah. emma weymouth because she's a lioness had run out then and shot her <laughs> <laughs> buried her at long leap <laughs> That was Strictly. Uh, that was wow! I, what I a rollercoaster! What I a great know. first episode for me to come in on. Yeah, it's, it's never this exciting, is it? No, no. Yeah. And actually, uh, I think we're, we're up for a couple of quite boring weeks. Okay, coming up. Okay, maybe but... they'll all start having sex with each other. <laughs> There's a lull. Yeah, we've had a bloodbath now, and now it's time for a little. You know, in storytelling, you definitely want a bit of romance at this point. Uh, yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. Um, Sarah, thank you very, very much uh, very for coming much. in, and uh, we hope you've uh, enjoyed. Please uh, do follow us on Twitter. Um, Julia normally says what the addresses are so all I'll do is I'll put them in the description and you can follow it there I'm, yes. uh, I'm, uh, that looks really sexist and mad um, but uh, your podcast uh, The Fear mm. uh, people should go and listen who was your uh, who was your last guest that you had on so the last ones we did the last one I did was in York it was a live show it was with Danielle Ward and David Reed. Mm-hmm. Uh before that I had Michael Lee Richardson BAFTA winning writer and uh, Tom Neenan Andy Nyman that's all just series one great. there's a great load more coming up for the rest of this series including Vicky Pepperdine nice. from Jericho, uh, and a bunch of the really cool comics if you don't know who they are you soon will and they're brilliant and yeah go and have a look in the archive there's like four series of it now uh, amazing so that's The Fear with mm. Sarah Morgan get down uh, until next time uh, Sarah we do have uh, two little things we mm-hmm. have um, we have a catchphrase uh-huh. uh, which is I would normally shout hot sauce I think it's only <laughs> polite for a guest to be able to just say the phrase hot sauce uh, so that we can make sure we tick it off the, uh, the days okay, it's not like a slur or anything no. You're not tricking me. No, okay. no. Hot sauce. There you go. That's perfect. And uh, and we have a little uh, uh, phrase as well. You're more than welcome to do it. Mm. Where I just go keep listening, liking, subscribing, going on the Twitter and there's like that. So I've done it And now. dancing. <laughs> no, never dancing. Never dancing. <laughs> Bye. Happy Halloween. Bye. <laughs> 
My name's Pete Allison. And I'm Dave Cribb, and we do a podcast called Friends with Friends. Each week we invite a guest on, ask them to pick their favourite episode of Friends, and then we talk about it in far too much detail. Basically, if you like the show Friends, and you like it when people take things far too seriously, then you might well like this podcast. Search Great Big Owl on your podcast app of choice, and you'll find Friends with Friends right there. Great Big Owl.